Earlier this week, I stepped out into our terrace at daybreak. Everything looked fresh and dewy. I could see roughly 50 shades of green because of the thorough wash the trees, bushes and plants had got under the heavy showers through the night. I settled in with a piping hot cup of Tulsi green tea onto an old, worn-out, yet softened Kushni bean bag. I rubbed the soles of my feet over the moist turf and sighed happily and with deep contentment. I'd even said a silent prayer, I remember, a prayer of gratitude, for the safety, security and sanctity of our home. We live in a house that's beautiful and comfortable. It overlooks the football field, a lovely green patch and the basketball court. Due to the lockdown and stringent guidelines around social distancing, we haven't seen very many people out and about. Just a few who would have their masks on and tread carefully to go to the grocery stores and back. It has been so quiet and peaceful, in fact, that it was incredibly easy to forget the cacophony and harshness of the world at large. Today, I was rudely shaken out of my reverie. While I went on believing that being at home meant me being safe, an intruder rudely broke into my peace of mind and wreaked havoc with my sense of security. I realized then exactly how naive I've been. My shockingly big moment of awakening and realization that we, the women, are never safe happened on a perfectly managed professional call with more than 80 people in attendance. I was facilitating a keynote session for one of our nation's most revered B-schools with some of their senior leadership and a refined bunch of executives from top organizations listening in. When an attendee casually unmuted himself and passed a comment which was, without a doubt, sexual in nature, Everybody heard it, all 80 or more attendees. No one spoke. I stood shocked in silence for a few moments, my mind unable to accept the sheer audacity of a man to say something lewd on a professional call and just get away with it. I said something sternly. I frankly can't remember my exact words, but I did try to grapple my way back into the topic I was speaking on. I can't be sure if my audience could see my disbelief because my camera was on and if they were able to sense my agitation or not. But then I did try to mask my emotional reaction and tried to go on without batting an eyelid. How terrifyingly powerless we are, us, the women folk. How terrifyingly alone we are, all of us, the women. I have been living in a fool's paradise, believing I'm so much safer at home, under my husband's wing, living next door to friends who I can trust to hop over and act like my shield in times of distress. It's not just our bodies, but also our minds that get outraged and assaulted in this crooked world. We have all been in places where we have had our share of run-ins with tormentors, haven't we? They brush past us while we are entering or exiting an elevator and mumble something incoherently and yet distinctly disturbing. They pass lewd comments in a mall, across the road, in a bustling book fair or at a concert, leaving us unsettled. 
They stared at us incessantly in an airport's waiting lounge or sometimes at a restaurant. Sometimes they even have the impudence to block our way and profess their attraction so suddenly and out of the blue that it leaves us dumbfounded. Oh yes, all of these do happen and then some more. While we are out and about in public places, which are thronging with all kinds of people, our guard is on. Our sixth sense and self-preservation instincts are in full throttle. We carefully navigate the streets, corridors and cramped spaces to protect ourselves from the onslaught of the roving eyes, loose tongues and straying hands. But tormentors? They are this unique breed of creatures that can creep up on us when we are least prepared. They are the most vicious kinds of offenders. They find a way into our personal space and shed our sense of security to pieces. They are the ones who leave perverted messages in our inbox. They are the ones who use the private messaging option during webinars to humiliate us. They are the ones who have the gall to utter obscenities in front of hundreds of people because they know that they can get away with it. I'm sitting up here and now into the wee hours of the morning unable to sleep. I'm wondering if the new normal is going to leave us women bereft of peace and even that marginal sense of control that we have on our lives and our sanity. Cyberspace isn't safe and we all know that. But it's when work transitions entirely into a virtual space that the tormentors win. They find the space so easy to get lost in. A false name, a false ID, a fake display picture. And we have a ticking time bomb that's going to explode in another woman's personal space tomorrow. I don't have answers and this bot podcast isn't for me to give suggestions either. I'm just raising some questions for the future. Should online collaboration continue in the depths of cyberspace once we find ourselves on the better side of COVID-19? I would rather that we meet face to face in an open arena where us women have a fighting chance. A place where we can look at people in the eye and see their crooked smiles. A place where we can dig our heels and call for a duel. A place where we can stand tall and fight. Cyberspace isn't that place, unfortunately. We deserve to know who we are up against. And that won't happen till we continue to meet virtually.